Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on the Bay Area's sports station. 95-7. The game. Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. We welcome you into the Crown Royal Club inside Oracle Arena. It's John Dickinson and Matt Steinmetz with you after the Warriors. They lose again, 116-107 tonight to the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Warriors have lost three consecutive home games for what appears to be the first time since January of 2014. So that's the first time in the Steve era for sure because Steve Kerr took over the reins in the fall of 2014 with the Warriors winning the championship in his first year at the helm. The other bit of business tonight and a lot to get to. We'd love to hear from the fans out there at 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. Tons to get to. Uh, The headliner though coming into the game, Matt, Kevin Durant returning, Draymond Green returning, and Kevin Durant, he is returned, didn't last long. He gets ejected in a mess of an end to the first half. Yeah, 17 minutes he played before getting ejected. And, you know, the outcome of the game to me is less important than cross off one more game that the Warriors played in the regular season uh, in which they're not going to use it to get more cohesive. They're not, they didn't use it to get. Uh, more together they didn't use it to build anything and that I think is the big thing now they have seven games left it doesn't sound like Iguodala is going to play on Saturday Clay still may not play Saturday so what's happening now is you're running out of regular season games to get some kind of momentum going and we're getting to the point JD where the Warriors may be as healthy as they've been in game one of the playoffs, the last five or six games uh, of the regular season. So, you know, trying to incorporate players back into the lineup is something that ideally you would be doing this last week, week and a half. They may not get a chance to do it, at least not like they want to. No, and it doesn't, you know, Durant comes back and, and he looked, out of sync, I think, for the most part. He was missing shots early. Draymond Green, you know, Draymond Green was Draymond Green. You know, he he wound up hitting a three, goes for 11 points. He kind of did a little bit of everything. But the turnovers, a lot of careless passes from both of those players. And it really, the story of the game tonight was a bunch of careless turnovers at the end of the half. Giannis Antetokounmpo really getting into Kevin Durant defensively, I think frustrating Durant a little bit. Durant had missed some layups at the basket, thought he'd gotten fouled a couple of different Mm -hmm. times, and got spilled uh, right before the half there. No call, and winds up getting a tech from Trey Maddox and getting the quick heave-ho 
from Trey Maddox as well. And so all in this quick blur, it was an 11-0 run for the Bucks. Kevin Durant loses it, gets kicked out of the game by Trey Maddox. The Warriors come out to start in half, and Milwaukee just blitzes them 34-23 in the quarter. All of a sudden, this is a blowout. And you're right, there's nothing really the Warriors could get accomplished tonight. I think that's kind of the biggest takeaway is, in a way, you almost wasted the night. Right. It's a night where you could have accomplished something. You, know, you get a couple of guys back, start to build some momentum, but now, as you alluded to, Durant and Green, you know, Durant gets kicked out, so now he's got to come essentially come back again in Sacramento on Saturday. Iguodala leaves the game with left knee soreness. He might not play on Saturday. Nick Young was banged up. You just... And now it's official. The Rockets are the one seed. Right. The Warriors are the two seed. So at, at this point, you really aren't playing for anything other than trying to figure out how to get it rolling heading toward the playoffs. Well, and then you throw in the added, Draymond Green has 15 technical fouls. Kevin Durant has 14 technical fouls. So if Draymond Green gets one more technical foul in the next three, four games, that means he'll, miss, he'll have to miss one. Well, you don't want to miss games right now. I think the Warriors, they want to be in the process of getting players back, not losing players. And the idea of maybe Green getting suspended for a game or even Kevin Durant getting two more technicals getting suspended uh, for a game and then Clay comes back, you know, you just – you want those three guys at least. You know you're not going to have Curry, but at least you want those three guys having played a couple games together, I would think, before going into the postseason. But that might not happen if certain things don't go the right way. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security, John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz. Warriors lose to the Bucks, 116-107. to 107. We were talking about Kevin Durant, who now has 14 technical fouls, which is the third most in the league behind Dwight Howard, who he snuck up on everybody to get all the way to 16 to where he's already been suspended for a game. Uh, and Draymond Green still sitting at 15. And, and Matt, I, I thought at four or five different points in the first half tonight, Draymond Green was going to earn himself a, a vacation day on Saturday and not having to make the trip 90 miles down the road to Sacramento because it looked like he was hunting for technical foul number 16 yeah. in, in his return. I, you know, I think that's, that's something fair to bring up. You may say that Kevin Durant got a quick hook tonight, and I won't necessarily argue with you. But, on the other hand, Draymond Green got a lot of rope tonight, I thought. I mean, he he really was pushing the envelope. So, you know, yeah, on the one hand, I thought, I thought Durant might have gotten a quick one. On the other hand, I thought Draymond could have picked one up, and that didn't happen. So, the story... Tonight, as far as I'm concerned, was the turnovers in the first half. I mean, they had 15 at halftime. The run at the end of the half was the killer, especially because it was parlayed with the ejection of, of Kevin Durant. And the other thing was just Milwaukee's efficiency. I mean, you look at some of the shooting numbers. Antetokounmpo, 14 for 18. Eric Bledsoe, 9 of 11. You know, you say, oh, Quinn Cook, heck of a ball game, 30 points. And he was very good, but, you know, Bledsoe's doing things on the other end at 9 for 11. And Jabari Parker, 
I think he's an interesting player. I really do. And when he's healthy, he seems like he can put numbers up almost effortlessly. And I remember him in the game, what was it, two, three years ago when the Warriors had their 24-game win streak yeah. snapped in Milwaukee. He was terrific that night uh, against the Warriors, very athletic. Uh, and the fact of the matter is this game meant something, it seemed like, to the Milwaukee Bucks. And they played pretty well. The Bucks played pretty well, and they caught a Warrior team that was shorthanded and very, very vulnerable right now. Anytime there's an issue with the officials, there is a pool reporter. So somebody, one of the regular beat writers, Matt, and you know this, how this works, one of the regular guys is, is nominated as the pool reporter. They get to go down and speak with the lead official, and that was Connor Letourneau tonight of the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, he went down and spoke to Bill Kennedy, the crew chief. It was Bill Kennedy, it was Brian Forte, and Trey Maddox. Trey Maddox was who ejected Kevin Durant, uh, and Bill Kennedy uh, issued the following statement here as to Durant's ejection. Mr. Durant was ejected due to the fact he had two technical fouls. The first technical foul was issued for vulgarity. After the first technical foul was issued, the official tried to walk away, started to walk away, and the vulgarity escalated. Then he was assessed a second technical foul for the S of the vulgarity, resulting in an ejection. That, via Connor Letourneau of the Chronicle, who spoke with Bill Kennedy, the crew chief tonight, on the back and forth there between Kevin Durant uh, and Trey Maddox, who ejected him. So a technical for vulgarity and a technical for escalation, two technicals, and Kevin Durant was hitting the showers. That, that sounds about right. I thought... I thought it was a little demonstrative at first where he kind of waved both his arms. I think what happened was we talk about, man, we've talked about this a lot this year because the Warriors are racking up technical fouls. Usually the officials, they'll give you the one, and then they'll, they'll give you a little space. Well, tonight Durant didn't get any space, and I think because what ended up happening was Durant approached the official and – started giving him an earful, and the official then blew his whistle to call the technical foul. As he's blowing his whistle to call the first technical foul, as he delivers the first technical foul, Durant doesn't stop, and then whatever he said right after that was worse than the thing he said in the first place. And Steve Kerr alluded to the magic word. So I think, you know, he dropped – Right. You know, pick your right. Pick your initials. Right. And so I, I think ordinarily the ref may have tried to walk away, but I do think I, I think Durant said something that you can't say right at the time that he completed the first technical foul. And I think the ref was like, well, I can't I can't let him get away with that because we we don't let any player get away with that. And uh, and he got ejected. And you know what's funny is I saw. The, the the funny thing was is even though Durant got ejected, it looked like he knew why he got ejected because of what he said the second time. You know what I mean? Like he he was mad about the no call. Don't get me wrong, and he he probably got fouled on that play, no doubt about it. Might have gotten fouled more than once, but after it was all said and done, I think Durant knew that what he said was probably going to get anybody ejected on any night. 
John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, from the Crown Royal Club inside Oracle, Warriors dropped their third straight, and they've also lost seven out of ten. 116-107 is the final tonight as Milwaukee comes in and gets it done. Uh, let's hear from Kevin Durant. Uh, we have the audio postgame uh, of KD explaining his side uh, as to what's going on. Uh, I got fouled, and I told him how I felt about it, and uh, he kicked me out. Pretty simple. At that point, are you even thinking, don't get ejected, or is it just you? You just emotional, and it just you're gonna let him hear what you what you think? Pretty much, yeah. Um, I felt like earlier in the game too. I was going to the rim; it was an easy call, and they missed, and you know, and that was the second one I felt like they should have called. It happens. Um, happens when you, you know let your emotions get into it, and you know, definitely wish I could have finished the game out. But uh, you know, I'll be in practice tomorrow and be ready for the next game. This is your fifth ejection, it's the most in a while. Um, is there anything you can pinpoint? Is there anything that you've thought about over the course of these five that you can say like this is why it's happening more than in years past? Uh, usually, just bad calls. I'm, ta- I'm protesting. Pretty simple. <laughs> but you wanted you wanted a deeper re- deeper reason. Oh, is that a character? Is it a character flaw that I get thrown out of games? I hope not. I hope you don't look at it that way. Jeez. Uh, no, nah, just to, you know, mainly just foul calls that I think they're wrong, and I tell them about it, and they don't like how I say it. I get tossed. I, mean, I could I could definitely talk to them a little better, I guess. Your, I think your last four were all like very late in the game, yeah. blowouts. Tonight, obviously, was the first half of a close game. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that frustrate you more that you got tossed yeah. in a game that was still in the balance? Yeah, definitely. I was feeling good out there. Uh, was figuring things out. Definitely wanted to finish the game. It's, that's where I'm more so upset at that I didn't finish the game. I wanted to play um, after being out a couple of weeks. But um, like I said, I feel like they missed. That was the second easy call that they missed, and that's what really got me right there. So. Um, you know, be, like I said, I'll be there tomorrow in practice and be ready to, you know, do my job, which is to work hard and get better. So that's the good thing about it. I can just move past it to when I wake up. Uh, it might be an obvious question here, but you get to the playoffs. Is this something that you can avoid? <laughs> uh, get into a moment like this? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, you think? Oh, you think? Well, it's no, no. It's, it's an obvious come question. Come on, man. But... You know me a little better than that. We had some nice conversations before. You don't. You don't think I'm. You think I'm really like that? Cause I got thrown out of the game. No. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I guess come on, man. You know me. Yeah, so you know me, man. Answer. Come on, man. Well, don't I mean, act I, like that. It's just a tech. I got thrown out the basketball game, man. I wish. I wish I didn't. I wanted to play. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not sorry, but I wish I, I wish I, I could finish the game. Um, but come on, man. Like, okay. Well, you know, I'll ask you another question. You know then. Was the first play you were talking about the one where Giannis kind of stumbled and you, you got past him in the lane where you were unhappy? Yeah. 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 yeah, that one, yeah. Um, like, it's all. I mean, everything happened, and it, you know, move past it and be ready to work tomorrow. All right, Kevin Durant there explaining his side to what was going on there when he got ejected late uh, in the first half. Uh, and also, we get a little taste of Kevin Durant's personality in that three minutes. 
I mean, I think a, a psychiatrist could <laughs> could get into that one and, and talk about it. I mean, the question was a fair one. The question really was simple. Can you control yourself in and not po- get kicked out of a playoff game? In the postseason, yeah. Can, can you t- flip a switch? The, the kind of the opposite kind of switch in the playoffs. And it almost was like he was taking it personally that somebody was, was coming down his road about his personality, and it wasn't that at all. I'd ask the same question about Draymond Green. And in fact, I think it's a fair question. I mean, look, the Warriors have two of the top three guys in the league when it comes to technical fouls. If they continue this, well, then they're going to run the risk of getting suspended in the playoffs unless it changes. So it's a fair question. You're going to go into the playoffs with zero points, as is everybody else. So, you know, can you get that under control? And the answer is either yes, no, or I don't know, or I'll try. Or, but it's not really you think that's who I am. The question, the question was can you control yourself? And, and I mean, I think he can. Draymond certainly has in the postseason. Uh, in, in last year's postseason, he was fine. But it's, it's the more technicals you get in the regular season, the more it's going to be asked about. Well, and I think in Kevin Durant's case specifically, it's can you prevent yourself from snapping? Because, yeah, in Draymond's case, it might be the accumulation. And, and Durant's all the way up to 14. Look, I mean, if Durant gets two more, he's going to sit in the final regular season game of the season. Uh, but the way I look at it is Durant snaps. He'll go from fine to I'm getting kicked out in the blink right, of an eye. Right. And that's what happened tonight. And, yeah, that's what has – maybe he's been a little more calculated about the way he's been ejected from those games. I think it was Anthony Slater had the question about, hey, you know, you've been kicked out, but it's been four games during blowouts. The game was decided. You get kicked out then when the game's decided. The question is brought up because you're in game five of a 2-2 series and Trey Maddox is, you know – a bad call and Durant goes down or a couple of them consecutively, the question is, do you think you can get a grip on yourself and not get kicked out of a playoff game that might change the course of the season? I think he can, but it's a fair question to be asked. Well, the other thing, too, is on that play, he drove to the basket, thought he got fouled, no call, he went to the floor. Meanwhile, there's still a live ball situation. Durant stayed on the floor for a few seconds with his arms outstretched with the official maybe eight yards away from him. So he stayed on the floor, then he got up, and then he walked toward the official. So it, it, he does snap, but that one was, I'm on the floor, he's not, he doesn't, He's not getting my – I'm not getting his attention. And he was like, okay, I'm going to walk over and get right right up on him. And that's what he did. And I, I think – I know why he got the first one. Maybe he didn't like the reaction from Trey Maddox uh, that he got, but he ended up getting a second one. But, yeah, I think I – think, look, Draymond and Kevin Durant have to f- figure this out in the postseason. And I think they will. They have in the past – but it's, it's just something that it's going to get asked about until they calm down. We can hear from the fans at 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. What's your level of concern with Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, for lack of a better term, being able to just control their emotions you know, throughout the course of the playoffs? The Warriors are going to have to have everybody and eventually get Curry if they're going to run the table 
to the middle of June and win the championship. And look, I've, I'm on the record. I've said this in the past. After what happened with Draymond Green two playoffs ago, I believe that Draymond Green knows the limit. I think he will push himself right up to the line, and maybe occasionally he might cross it in the regular season. But I think Draymond Green carries the weight, whether he wants to admit it or not, with his emotions essentially costing this team a championship. And he's, you know, he's kind of been asked about that in so many terms, and he says, no, nah, it's not about that. You know, we all lost. There are a lot of things happened, whatever. But I think when he's, in, when he's alone and he's thinking about things, i got to believe he thinks, man, I, I, I messed that up, or I helped mess that up. And I, think, I, I don't I, think he thinks that. See, I think last year the fact that he was able to keep it together shows that. Well, I think I, – I don't th- – I guess I, what I'm saying is I don't think he'll ever admit that because that's kind of what makes him Draymond Green. And he hasn't. He just, he just and I want, I want, you know what? And, and here's the other reason. Now you want to talk about just guessing on something. I think that he probably would say, no, it wasn't me that cost us. It was everybody because we were soft and we didn't do this and we didn't do that. Like he, he won't let his teammates off the hook. Um, like that, but I agree with you, JD. I don't. I don't think this is going to be a problem in the postseason. I, I really don't, simply because it wasn't last year, and I, I also think in the playoffs, officials allow you a little more emotion because they know the games are a little more intense. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm. I'd be more cons- if I'm the warrior. If I'm a warrior fan right now, I'm more concerned that they're not. I'm more concerned that they're not getting anything out of these games right now. And it's because too many young guys are playing and not enough players who they're going to need in the postseason are playing right now. I, I And we had Quinn Buckner on the pregame show against Indiana, and the one thing he said was, you know, people think that when everybody comes back, they're just going to snap their fingers and play like they've always played. He goes, you know, it's not that easy. It's going to take them some time. And if it takes them too long, it might get them beat, J.D., but I do think everybody, not everybody, but I do think there's a lot of people out there that just say, well, when they get healthy, it's all going to be fine. Well, no. They need to get healthy, then they need to start playing better. And it'll probably happen because it's happened in the past, but I don't think you can just assume it will, and I certainly don't think you can assume it's going to happen right away. John Dickinson, Matt Stein, Mets here, Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 the game. The other aspect and thing that comes out of this game tonight is the fact that the Warriors are the two-seed. That's official. Portland lost last night to Memphis. The Warriors lose tonight. The Warriors are seven games back with seven games to go, and they don't have the tiebreaker. So that means they've officially... They are the two-seed, and they, they can't dip any lower than two, but the Rockets have clinched the best record uh, in the Western Conference, and they're also uh, they're in jeopardy of not winning sixty games, which would be unique for a Steve Kerr. He's won sixty every year, right? Kerr, he's won sixty plus, sixty-five every year, sixty-seven every year. Yeah, he's, so. he went sixty-seven. But it was a, he it, went sixty-seven, seventy-three, sixty-seven, and now whatever this year winds up being. The stat though that the Warriors broke out was there's only been one team in NBA history that's won sixty or more four years in a row. So that's the Showtime Lakers, and 
the Warriors now what they they can only lose one more game to to match that. But listen, if you were to say before the season that the Warriors were going to finish fifty eight and twenty four, I think you would have thought that somebody was out all year long or that they had more injuries than they had because at the end of the day. Curry's going to miss 30 games. I think 31 exactly. They didn't get hurt enough for their record to be that bad. You know what I mean? That's they didn't. Have, they have not had a, a good regular season. No, for I, the Warriors, they haven't. But what they have had though is they've had multiple games where they've been out with mul- without multiple stars. Yeah. And my thing but, is always if you're out, if you're without two two guys and one of the because I kind of group them into. You know, I've, I've grouped Curry and Durant into a, a megastar tier, and then Clay and Draymond are all-star players. But to me, if you have, if you're missing one out of each category, that that's big time. You right. know what I mean? That that that's a team that could get beat on a lot of nights in the NBA. If you're missing three of them, I mean, you're you're losing games to Sacramento at that point, which we've seen both early in the year. And at the end of the year, going to this month, they've just played an extended stretch where they haven't had they haven't had four of them at right. a time. Well, and let, but let's also not forget that before the All Star break, they went through a three four week period. I don't even know how long it was where they were just in a malaise and they just they just weren't playing well. And Kerr gave them the uh, it, you know that's when Steve Kerr was saying we just got to get to the break. Well, remember he said it about three weeks before the break. And so, yeah, last time they, they played in Sacramento was February 2nd. Yeah, exactly. So I do think most of it is a function of this is their fourth straight year and they're, they're doing it again. And so there's going to be a little bit of stagnation uh, for sure. But they need to play better starting very soon than they have at any point than they have all season. Mention the fact that the Rockets have locked up the best record in the Western Conference, seven games up with seven games to play. Well, the Rockets have won ten in a row, and that comes on the heels of the Rockets losing one game and then before their long winning streak. The Warriors are three and seven in their last ten. So in the last ten games, that's where the whole gap has been. It's just the last ten games have decided – the Western Conference playoff race. And what it's also going to do, J.D., it's going to give Houston time. It's going to give Houston time to rest players and get – I almost look at it as though it's a it's a starting pitching rotation going into the postseason. It's like they can set their rotation perfectly, meaning they can rest people exactly when they want and have it mesh perfectly with their first playoff game. All right, we'll talk more about this, and we can do so with you on the phones, 888-957-9570, It's John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz, Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security on 95.7 The Game. Six on the shot clock, right side of the key, crossover dribble, right hand dribble, down the leg, takes a hit, no call, rebound Looney, Looney up top to Iguodala, right side to Cook, seven seconds to go, Cook back to that was five, dribble drive by Cook, pull up from 15, off the front rim, technical foul on Durant, he's got to be careful, he is to the chest bid, tossed. 
Trey Maddox, who swallowed the whistle on the drive, just tossed Kevin Durant out of the game. I think Kevin just had a moment. Uh, he was frustrated. He went to the rim three times. Should have had three different fouls, I thought. And I think he was frustrated anyway because the game wasn't, you know, really going well for him. So he snapped. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security from the Crown Royal Club inside Oracle Arena. It was not it was not a, a positive experience for Kevin Durant tonight uh, in his return from the rib injury. Four for ten, one of three from three, a negative 15 as he scores 10 points in 17 minutes before getting tossed. You hear uh, from Steve Kerr there, his take on what was going on with Kevin Durant. That's our coach's interview brought to you by Walnut Creek Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. We're saving a simple online at walnutcreekjeep.com. Well, interestingly, Durant said he was feeling good out there and he wanted to play more, and that's why he was upset about getting tossed and – his coach said, yeah, things weren't going well for Kevin out there. So, I thought he looked out of sorts. Did you think he played well? I didn't think he played well initially, and I thought he was starting to play better, but I also thought he was getting a little bit frustrated with the way that he was being defended, and there were a couple of plays where he went to the rim, and, and I, I thought two of the three should have been fouls that weren't called, and the second one, he kind of snapped and lost yeah, it. I thought he was okay. I think... He hasn't he hasn't played in a little while. I didn't know what his numbers were four for ten. That I didn't think he was struggling. Struggling. I thought he was just you know he had ten points. He probably would have scored twenty nine tonight somehow. Uh, but you know that that's not the way he wanted wanted to end the game. That's for sure. I'll tell you what though, uh, Antetokounmpo is pretty darn good. He is a pretty darn good player. And they've they that team should be better, I think, because I like Middleton, I like Antetokounmpo, I like Parker off the bench. Obviously, they're missing Brogdon. Something's fishy with them because I think they should be a little bit better of a team. Well, and something was clearly fishy with them. Yeah. I mean, they, anytime you fire a coach in the middle of the season, and Jason Kidd got the boot earlier on in the season, anytime that that happens there's clearly something going on. So I think they, they really, uh, if they're going to be a team that maximizes what they have moving forward, it's probably going to hinge on the who right they coach. hire the, as no the next doubt. coach. If they hire the right guy, then I think they could be a team that you almost see makes a two-level jump, maybe similarly to the way the Warriors yeah. did. Maybe not as good as the Warriors when, when Kurt came in, but maybe a, a touch below that. But they are coming from a position of, you know, they're not quite where the Warriors were when they hired Kerr right. to begin with. Right. I mean, they're right. an eight seed. They're probably going to win, what, 44, 45 games? Probably. Somewhere around there. Uh, and, you know, bottom end of the Eastern Conference playoffs. So maybe that is a team that should be in the low 50s as opposed to the low to mid 40s. Yeah, and, and I guess the one thing you got to think about if you're the Warriors, Rockets are playing phenomenally right now. Boston just went into Utah and got a tough win, and they're banged up, but they're doing okay. Uh, We've got the uh, Cavaliers playing a little bit better recently. Toronto's been solid. Warriors, of the top five teams in the NBA, the Warriors are the team that's playing the worst of those five. It doesn't mean they're the worst of those five teams, but they're playing the worst of those five right now. And like I said, the 
playoffs are coming, so they're running out of time here. All right, let's uh, hear from the fans. Brought to you by Nations Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nations. And we start with Joe and Panol. Joe, you're on 95.7 The Game. you got a great show. Um, listen, I really like the Warriors. I'm a Celtics fan, so I always like to give a little kudos to them. But, um, but I, I just, from what I'm just seeing on the service, it just seems like the Warriors – are kind of making maybe they're making excuses for these injuries. Where like uh, if they really had the eye of the tiger, they wouldn't be really having these problems. You know, now, I'm just looking at what, what Boston did on that western that, that road trip that you did. They just went on with four or five straight games. You know, yeah, and it's just more of a comment. But uh, you know, I'm like I said, I'm not an expert or anything. But you know, so what do you think about that? Well, I'll tell you what I think about it. I think uh, I think part of it has to do with the fact that the Celtics are a younger team. Uh, and and Brad Stevens coaches them in a way where they, I think for the most part, they play a little bit harder than most other teams. And I think they do have a bigger sense of urgency than the Warriors. The Warriors, this is the fourth year they've done it. So I think they're, you, you said they're making excuses. I would say they're rationalizing things right now. That they, they're, they're rationalizing not playing well because they believe – once the playoffs start, they're going to be back to normal as long as they're healthy, and they know now they won't play with Curry to start. But that, that's what I really think. I, Brad Stevens is at a different – he's at a different place with the Celtics than Steve Kerr is with the Warriors. And Brad Stevens is going to kind of probably nip any slippage in the bud really, really quickly, where Kerr will give his team more, a little more leash and, and try – to allow them to come out of it themselves. John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz, Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security here on 95.7 The Game. It was an impressive road trip for the Celtics. They won games at Phoenix and Sacramento, which you'd expect them to win if they were fully healthy, but not a lock, and we've seen that with the Warriors of late. Uh, They've struggled against both those teams specifically, but they also won in Portland and one in Utah, a couple of teams that are playing very good basketball. And if you remember, before they hit the road, they had that late rally against Oklahoma City at home. That was the game before that. So a five-game stretch there without Kyrie Irving, and Al Horford didn't play the last game of that trip. Did Lillard play the game in Portland? He did. He did. He did. Well, I I did see that I I believe Lillard had his baby, or his his wife or partner did. And because uh, I think he missed, but he's going to be Lillard's going to be back for the next game, is what I heard. He'll so, be back congratu- tomorrow. But yeah, they found out how quickly Portland's beaten everybody in the league. And you take Lillard away for one night, they go to Memphis, yeah. and Memphis beats them. And it, and you're thinking, whoa, what the heck is going on? Memphis hadn't beat anybody for two months, uh, but they've actually played a little bit better. They actually have. I mean, they won in Minnesota the other night. I mean, they, they actually. I mean, not. We're not doing the Memphis Grizzlies right. post game show here, <laughs> on ninety five seven. The game, no. but but they they you know they're playing a, at least a, a little bit better uh, than they were. I, I'm always interested, Matt, in what the bright spots are on a night like tonight. What you know, you were doing the show. And you said what what do you what do you watch for? And I, I heard you with Guru right. earlier in the week. What do you watch for for a lot of these games with where the Warriors are at? Let's hear from Steve Kerr post game on what he considered to be a bright spot. I thought that was a bright spot. It was uh, Pat, you know, Looney, Quinn all looked good tonight. Our our young guys gave us a good good final push to, to kind of make it close a little bit and give us a chance. But you know, that's um, that's about the only thing that that went well. I thought the game was 
really well in hand for us, not in terms of winning or losing in the second quarter, but we were right where we needed to be. We were, we were playing fine, and then we lost our poise, and the and, uh, game got away from us. The game got away from him. He mentioned Pat McCaw, Kevon Looney, and Quinn Cook. It, it's hard to argue with Quinn Cook. 12 for 15. Right, right. He hit 5 for 5 from 3. He scored 30 points. He's had a career high three or four different times in the last two weeks since he's been playing a lot of the point guard minutes for Stephen Curry. He continues to look like a guy that's going to be on the, the playoff roster for the Warriors. He ends up with 30 tonight. Uh, I thought Looney was solid. Uh, he didn't really stand out to me either way. I thought he was. I thought he was pretty good. Uh, he seems to be getting more comfortable with his offensive yeah, game, which is a which is a good sign. Uh, and then he mentions Pat McCaw, who I actually thought in the first half was okay, but he just it. it it's just. It, there isn't a lot there right now, or at least no. there isn't a lot there to the naked eye. Maybe the coaches are seeing things right, right. that that we're not seeing, or maybe. Steve Kerr's going out of his way to, to try and just That's what I think boost the confidence of, of a guy that at times can have shaky confidence to begin with. That's what I think it is. I, I think McCaw is completely inside of his own head. And I thought last year he was doing a great job of getting the ball. He has an open three, he shoots the open three. Uh, he's He's got a defender running at him. He'll try to make the smart play. Now it almost seems like people, you know, people have probably been like, hey, Patrick, you know, take that three-pointer when you got it. So now he's taking the three-pointer, but it's not a great three-pointer. And then he thinks he's got an alley and he'll go to the lane, but it won't be as as wide of an alley as he thinks and he'll get into trouble. Uh, I just I just think he's, he's just out of sorts. He kind of has been out of sorts all year. And, you know, now that we're talking about the bench, Nick Young. Nick Young's not playing well at all, really. In fact, I think he's really regressed the last two, three ball games. And you, you brought up the point mid-game that, you know, if push comes to shove and Steve Kerr's got to make a decision, is he going to put Quinn Cook in the game or is he going to put uh, Nick Young in the game? And I think you could. You're right. You could make a case for for Quinn Cook right now because he's not going to hurt you as much if he's not playing well. That's what a lot of the playoffs are too. How much will a guy hurt you if he's not playing well? Well, you know what? Kevon Looney won't kill you if he's not playing well. And I'm not sure about Quinn Cook yet. I don't think I've seen enough of him, but I actually do think Quinn Cook is one of those guys that – you know, worst case scenario, what he goes zero for two and a couple of shots rim out, but at least he's taking the right shot. Yeah, and Steve Kerr has always been consistent, telling everybody on the roster to be aggressive. He tells that to everybody. He wants everybody to be aggressive. Well, you know what? That's one thing that Quinn Cook doesn't really have to hear. I mean, it's just part of his natural game. He's a scorer, um, so he's he's been playing his game. He gets to play his game. But, you know, Nick Young, it's getting to the point, J.D., where it's playoff time. So is he going to help now in the playoffs or is he not going to help? Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz with you from the Crown Royal Club. There's one player we haven't mentioned yet I want to get to. Also, our play of the game is coming up here on 95.7 The Game. to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game.
Sports Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security with John Dickinson and Matt Steinmetz. Crown Royal Club inside Oracle Arena. Big thanks to Tim Jordan for setting us up out here. Engineering the broadcast. Uh, Warriors fall at home for the third consecutive time. And it's the first time they've lost three straight regular season games at home since January 15th through the 24th of 2014. So that would have been Mark Jackson's yeah, Mark final Jackson's year. Mark Jackson's last year. Interesting. Well, I know that they've lost seven of their last ten. That's the worst stretch in the Steve Curry era by far because I know as of about a month ago, the worst stretch was a five and five stretch, which happened this year. So uh, the Warriors obviously not having the regular season success they've had the past three years, but you know what? Nobody will care one iota if they get it together in the postseason. Warriors with their 25th different starting lineup this season. Five different lineups in the last five games. Uh, the Warriors, all five starters were in double figures tonight. It's the first time the Warriors lost a game this season when all five starters were in double figures. They had been 5-0 and uh, in those games, and we mentioned Quinn Cook a couple of different times. Quinn Cook with a career-high 30 points. He also had four boards, three assists. He played 32 minutes, was 12 for 15, and 5 of 5 from 3. That's the most scored by a two-way player in the NBA this season, surpassing his own 28, which was the game in Phoenix that the Warriors won shorthanded uh, on St. Patrick's Day going back uh, two weeks ago. He scored in double figures Eight straight games, and he scored 20 for four times uh, out of those eight games. All right, let's get to it, uh, our play of the game. Middleton in the corner, rotates to Snell. Run off the line by Draymond, goes up, and McGee meets him at the mountaintop and knocked it away. Andre Iguodala picks it up, throws to Cook. Cook lobs to McGee, catches and slams in transition. Well, the Warriors defense scrambling that time, and McGee, a difference maker at the rim. And McGee's been a difference maker at different points in time. Tim Roy with the call there. This is playing the game brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. couple of things to get yeah, to here. Yeah, you had here. said you wanted to mention a player. Yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on Jordan Bell tonight. Jordan Bell didn't enter the game until the 6.58 mark of the third quarter. Didn't get any run in the first half at all. And Steve Kerr started JaVale McGee. And, you know, he he tends to break the center position into, into basically – four quarters of each half. There's basically eight segments of the game that the center could play. You know, the top of the first, bottom of the first, top of the second, bottom of the second, top of the third, bottom of the third, etc. Uh, Jordan Bell didn't get in the game until that second shift of the third quarter. Uh, it just it was kind of odd. I know you said he was out after the game in his uniform. Yeah. Uh, you were watching before coming up here to do the postgame show, and he was, he was shooting – Trying to get some shots. Yeah, he was trying up. to get some shots up. Uh, it looked like he was trying to get a workout in because he didn't. He didn't get much tonight, and you'll see that. Once, sometimes a guy'll lift weights maybe after a game if he didn't play. Infrequently, they'll go out and shoot. I, 
I don't know. I don't know what Steve Kerr has in store for Bell. I wouldn't be surprised if Kerr and the staff might think, I don't know if we are going to be able to use him as much as we want in the postseason. Although, the one thing we do know about Kerr, things can change in a hurry. And the next thing you know, you know game one of the NBA playoffs, Bell could play 19 minutes. You know, you never know. But it just seems like, you know, his, his rookie year went from extremely promising to so-so. Jordan Bells, and I know injury had a little bit to do with that, but uh, he's come down to earth a little bit. Well, I always look at who's going to play for sure when you start to look at the playoffs, and I, I break it down this way. I mean, you know the four All-Stars are going to play. It's Draymond and Durant, Clay and Curry. Those four playing. And Curry, obviously, not in the first round because of the injury. You, you know Iguodala and Livingston and West are going to play beyond that, so that's seven guys. Usually, McGee and Pachulia are going to play, even if it's only... 6 to 10 minutes, 6 to 12 minutes a game for those two players. Beyond that, there's almost a group of players that are, yeah, two of them might play, two of them might not play. Two of them might get minutes in the first half and the second half. Two of them might only get minutes in the first half and not get minutes in the second half. And I, I think, you know, Nick Young is in that category for sure. I think... McCaw is in that category. I think Quinn Cook, if he's on the roster, is a guy that's going to be in that category, although he'll have an expanded role, obviously, with Curry out. I also think Bell and Looney are are guys that are in that realm, and and maybe even Caspi, although it's not looking necessarily like Caspi's going to be around. But I I feel like there's a lot of people in the media and, and, and fans that think Bell is or should be in the first group of eight or nine players that I mentioned as opposed to the last group of five or six players. Where, where do you think he is? I don't think he's – yeah, the way I look at it is, assuming Curry's health – I'm, I'm going to put Quinn Cook aside. Assuming Curry's healthy, they got those four guys. Then I say the center position is Pachulia slash McGee. Between them, they're going to get 15 to 20 minutes. West, Livingston, Iguodala are all going to play. West minutes, a lot of times, will be picking up some of those center, those leftover center minutes. So it's eight guys, but it's really nine players. Right. Right. Okay. But that's it. That's where it stops. Then anything after that, to me, is that second group uh, or that third group, however you want to, however you want to label it. And Jordan Bell, when you're in that third group, then you're at Steve Kerr's discretion, really, because we saw early in the year when there were first quarters of games where he played, I want to say, at least 11 guys at times. In the first quarter, he would get players in, certainly by the first half. Uh, I, I don't know where Bell is. I really don't. I don't know how to answer that question. I know he's been hurt. I think that set him back. I think as the games begin to get more important, Steve Kerr coaches him up a little bit uh, harder and, look, the, the deeper you get in a season, the more players pay for making mistakes. And, and if Jordan Bell and if Nick Young don't start playing better, they're going to start playing less. Yeah, and I think, again, it's 
you know, Looney, if there's one guy out of that group that I would say is the most trusted. Who are you going to put? Who are you going to play right now, Looney or Bell? I'd play Looney. Of course. And I, I think, think – yeah. and, and we, we – you know, it's funny. We joke about Daryl Morey being obsessed with the Warriors. Well, I think we've become obsessed with the Rockets and that matchup and them playing. Looney's played a lot against the Rockets this year. Right. So I think, I think Looney is ahead of Bell, but you're right. That could change uh, at any given point. A couple things quickly as we wrap it up. In the final minute here, Draymond Green declined to speak with reporters. I'm sure he'll talk at practice tomorrow. And the Warriors are officially two. Number two. And they'll be in Sacramento Saturday night. Matt, you'll be with the Guru tomorrow. They've had a lot lot of trouble with Sac this year. They have. Kings going for that season series win, three out of four, for the first time since 12-13, I believe. (laughs) That's going to do it for us, for Matt Steinmetz, for Tim Jordan setting us up out here in the Crown Royal Club, for Lucas Alexander and Alex Scott and Tommy Call. I'm John Dickinson. Matt, you'll be back with Guru tomorrow, 10 until noon, and we'll be back with the NBA this week, Saturday. I'm coming back in about five minutes on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.